Any information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have or you suspect you might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of this radio show or their sponsors. People of the world, let's get together. Let's all make this world a better Hello, Derek. This is Sarah. I just had to call you because what I have learned from you has helped me so much in my life where I really wanted to argue, but I decided to listen. Remember that that was his experience and his reality. I'm putting myself out there. If the guy follows through, then great. And if he doesn't, then I can just forget about it and move on. And that is like such a huge feeling of like excitement and relief, you know, because that guy is now not in my head anymore. I don't want to go back with you. Listen to that, please. I don't want to go backwards with you. I want all of you, just you with me and living the life that I have and that I want and that I'm creating or nothing at all. I want all or nothing. And when you're like going away, I don't know what's happening and you're not telling me a lot. Like, am I just making up this story like it has nothing to do with this relationship? And I don't want to ask for reassurance because you hate reassurance. I don't know what to do. Probably the biggest fear that lives in me right now. I know that everyone's going to die one day, but like, are you going to leave? Like, that's even scarier. This is new for me to be like totally open. I tend to be more careful. On this one, it would be best for me not to be quite so careful of being able to open up. We talk about money well spent. Yeah. I'm always, I'm all about money well spent. <laughs> yeah, you're a guy. Yeah. I'm in that club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think my money's very well spent. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Really, Derek, amazing work. Yeah, you're going to make a huge difference in the world. You already are. One couple at a time. And welcome to Understand Each Other. Let's talk relationships with relationship coach Derek Hart. I'm Lori V, your host. And Derek, I'm freaking out. What was that all about? That was uh, some some live callers on the show, and that was some real sessions. And uh, none of that was staged. That was uh, the work I do with people, getting them into their real feelings. Uh, did it stir something up for you? Well, yeah, it was just interesting because some of them seemed to like really be into it, but the one girl was just sort of crying about reassurance and it just kind of made me cringe. So it kind of shows you the, the difference in people's minds and how they think. Yeah. Yeah. The the couple that, uh, uh, where, where she described, uh, you know, that he doesn't like reassurance, you know, that's a very telling moment because the goal of that session was for him to learn a little bit about giving her reassurance and it turns out he had a whole bunch of stories about what that meant uh it was a lot of pressure on him and we uh we got them by the end of the session uh, uh to learn that he can give her some reassurance and and the kind of reassurance she needs it was a, it was a pretty great moment now it's interesting because a lot of stuff that other relationship people teach you kind of do your own thing but you seem to have a system that actually works yeah, you know, you know, I, I I pride myself on seeing couples for six, seven, eight sessions. Uh, sometimes they need more, but the goal is not for them to stay, uh, you know, in counseling for a year. The goal is for them to reconnect, learn how to do that, 
learn what to say and why they want to say it, and literally understand each other's perspective. And uh, that uh, can be un, uh, 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 that can unwind their struggle with each other very quickly when they're guided the right way. Now, an interesting thing that you do, we've talked about before, you and I, is you're able to read text. So explain that a little bit, because, you know, I'm older. I mean, texting wasn't around, but nowadays people start dates on text. They they break up relationships and, and engagements on text. What's What do you know about text? How do you decipher them? You know something? I had a couple one time, and they asked me if they could send me their text messages uh, uh, that they had over the past uh, 30 days. And I said, sure. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to charge you to read all of them. And I, they sent me an email, and inside the email, it had 19,000 text messages. Holy uh, cow. 19,000 text messages in 30 days. I don't know if that's average. That might be a lot, but it was, it was not realistic to read. Uh, the hiding behind the phone and hiding behind the, the dating applications, you know, swipe left, swipe right, swipe left, swipe right, the, the speed of interaction of looking at somebody's picture for literally a third of a second and uh, uh, deciding, yes, I want to meet them. No, I don't want to meet them. That, on top of text messaging, has become, uh, I think, as addictive as Facebook. And what it's done is it's prevented us from connecting with each other. I mean, you, you cannot get to know somebody in a text message. So what happens, you know, I run a women's group. And in this women's group, I, I will tell you that about 20 to 30 percent of the questions are about text messages. You know, the guy sent me this message. What does it mean? And I, I give a quick little analysis to them and say, here's what this means. And here's the level of commitment that he's making to you with this text message. And I'll tell you, oftentimes, I mean, on a regular basis, I, I think I help women prevent three to four month relationships from entering their life and driving them absolutely crazy. So we detect very quickly if a man is serious about connecting, about commitment, and we can do that in uh, a, a very short amount of time. And uh, the women love it. Now, what about what about online dating? I mean, you were talking about how people swipe, and it's kind of like they're choosing their mate just maybe by their appearance. But how many people, whether it's men or women, would you say are actually um, portraying themselves as they really are, you know, as opposed to just make, I mean, are a lot of these, these people fake? Uh, You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a laughing thing here. Uh, People, you know, you know, people are on their best behavior when they go on a date and I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people putting pictures up that show kind of the best version of themselves. What I really don't like is when people put a picture of themselves that's 10 years old, uh, 10 years, you know, uh, they took the picture 10 years earlier mm-hmm. and they were, you know, 30 pounds lighter. That's kind of misrepresenting. So it's funny on some of these dating ads uh, that I've looked through, actually, the women actually put recent pictures. And uh, that tells me that a lot of uh, a lot of the men probably ask them, are these pictures recent? So, yeah, misrepresenting yourself is something that uh, is a problem. But then again, you know, as soon as you start communicating and texting each other, you can learn how to read between the lines, and you really learn what people are saying. And that can be taught. 
Yeah, and I had that same situation. I one time ago met someone online, and we just met like at a you know like a local Starbucks, and the the guy, the picture had to be more than ten years old. I mean, the man didn't even look like the picture. And so it was a big letdown for me because, you know, people are attracted to what they see, what they think they're getting. And then when they're not getting it, they're disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that does happen a lot. But I'll tell you something. Somebody who puts a picture up and it looks just like them and it, 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 it really shows who they are and what they look like, uh, you meet them. And the reality is uh, people need to meet in person to know if they like each other. They need to see each other. They need to smell each other. They need to look at each other. <laughs> and that's where the communication's really at. So I want to get people sending two or three text messages, maybe four or five. I want them to do a phone call, and I want them to meet in person and actually see each other and see how it feels in person. Uh, doing three to four hours of conversation, uh, as, as real as it seems, you still entirely make up what you think the other person's made of and if they'd be good for you. You know, are some of these people serial texters? I think we're, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I know. Are serial killers, serial texters. <laughs> yeah. They don't really want to meet you. <laughs> I, I think just about everyone's a texter. I mean, I, I mean, it's in my life. I can't stop doing it. I, I just, sometimes I look back and I go, wow, we sent 90 messages just meeting each other uh, uh, over at a restaurant. This is just with a friend. I realized that about uh, about a week ago, I was like, wow, we sent 90 messages to meet for lunch. That's uh, insane. Yeah. And the last message was literally, uh, you know, I'm in the, you know, you know, I'm in the middle of the marketplace on, you know, on aisle six. Where are you? And I'm like, I'm on aisle one. And we texted that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, before yeah. we go to a commercial break, I want to give out your website which is okay. understandeachother.com. That's understandeachother.com. And uh, we're going to go to a quick break, and we will be right back. Shine the light on everyone so they may find their way. Hey, it's Derek Hart. Now, are you in a romantic relationship? How's it working for you? Couples come to me and tell me how complicated their problems are. But you want to know a secret? Couples only have one problem. Unfortunately, it's the problem that destroys trust. The problem? Not listening, not knowing how, or forgetting how. You're being too sensitive, you're overreacting. Ever heard that? What you must learn to rebuild a troubled relationship is listening. It's an art form. Work with me on your relationship and fall back in love with your partner. Your relationship will never be the same, and maybe that's a good thing. Send me a private confidential message through my website understandeachother.com and let's help you find the love of your life who's probably right in front of you understandeachother.com nothing is missing but your smile love is the answer don't you ask me why and we are back on understand each other with Derek Hart and Derek you have a caller Edna on the line hi Edna how you doing hi I'm doing well excited to be talking to you. I listened to the show last week and it was really helpful. Oh, great. Great, great, great. What's going on for you? So I have been thinking about how I can listen to my partner and 
uh, create a space when he does show up since he's been pretty absent in me and my son's life as of late. And how to, how can yeah. I create a space where he feels like he can be welcome and he's not going to be shamed or reprimanded for not being around um, while still setting the boundary that that in and out isn't acceptable for the kind of lifestyle and just the stability that I want to create for my son. And yeah, so yeah. The understanding each other part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me one thing that you really like about him. I really like that he um, he really likes making knickknacks and he likes to refurbish lots of different things. Great, great. Tell me one more thing you like about him. Um, he always tries to show up with a gift. And, well, I oh, think that's, that's a, a little nice, loaded. A nice sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when was the last time you told them something you liked about him or either of those two things? More frequently. I've, been yeah. trying, I've noticed I'm trying to tell him when he's doing a good job at something. Yeah, um, great. Great, great. That's a, really, that's a really good thing. So where I was kind of heading with that is, you know, you're uh, continuously frustrated with him, right? Yes. Okay. So he knows that, and you know that, and he feels that, and you feel that, right? And yes. And when you connect and you see him, uh, do you think he's even expecting it? Do you think he's just expecting to be criticized, expecting you to tell him something that's bothering you? I do. And yeah. the last time where we were getting together and there was – Obviously, he had been, like, hours late, and I just kind of set the stage by saying, yes, I'm disappointed, but I already know that you know that, so, like, we don't need to discuss it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a place that I sometimes say is uh, that, uh, that you've become allergic to each other. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, he's waiting to be criticized. He knows he messes up. Uh, uh, you know he messes up. So... It, it's it's almost a little bit dramatic what you need to do to shift this up. And it's not simple because you're probably walking on eggshells, and I might ask you to walk on eggshells in just a little bit of a different way. Uh, the, okay. the, only, the only thing you can do in these situations is, is move into being a little more vulnerable and really sharing what's in your heart. And, you know, you know lead with something that you like about him, share how it makes you feel, you know, for, you know, for example, you know, I really love how you bring me knickknacks. That's one of the most favorite things about you. I really love that about you. And it makes me sad how much stress we have in our lives together. It just makes me sad. And, and I want to connect more deeply with you. And I, I don't know exactly how to tell you that, you know, are, are you feeling that way? And just leading from that angle instead of telling him what he's doing wrong because he's expecting to be told what he does wrong. Does that make sense? Can you map that onto your relationship a little bit? I can. I remember reading um, some of your content earlier in the year where you said that something to the effect of, you know, be vulnerable, share something, and then the real work is being silent and waiting. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then really like deciding if you want 
essentially the observation is the only thing that's going to help you get the clarity on whether or not you want whatever is there. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Now, so that's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the hard space to be, to be in that silence and observation, isn't it? Yeah. It definitely yeah. is challenging, especially when I'm like, okay, checking the things off of my list of, like, what to do. Um, yeah. 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 And that's hard for a very specific reason, because if you tell him the truth and then you kind of quiet yourself and wait to see if he responds and comes back to you with honesty while you're waiting, you have to kind of bite your lip, right? You have to, you have to basically kind of do a whole lot of nothing and the risk is you're not going to control the situation and, 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 and make him understand what's bothering you, right? And then he might leave. It's, it's like you're, you're completely letting go and letting yourself see the truth of if he wants to be close to you. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And I, it is hard. And I think yeah. you articulated what's been so scary and hard and why my mind reaches out for like you said, ways to control by like doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, If, if I don't make you love me, that love is going to go away. If I don't continuously stay on top of what's bothering me and I don't say that to you, then there's no chance of you getting to understand what I need. And there's no chance for us connecting and it's just going to disappear and I'm going to die. Right. Well, I guess I have one (laughs) question to yeah. Add to that is so. What are your recommendations on when you're entering into that space? I often find that I enter that space of quiet, and then he does come back. But in my mind, I'm like, that took way too long. <laughs> so what? And again, what I guess you? without trying to control it, what is a way to? I guess other maybe that's my issue. But I'm like other than vulnerability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other than doing the thing that will bring us close together, that really works all yeah. the time. Do you have any other suggestions? I, I get what you're asking me. So if if yeah. he does something like that and comes back, you know, and it took him 12 days, and you were hoping it would take an hour, you gotta just shower him with praise with what he did right. That does not mean you're going to stay with him forever. That does not mean he's off the hook. It doesn't mean he's, you know, got to really come forward in a bigger way. But uh, praise him for what he's done right and observe to see if that helps him shift. And if it does, then he's a good man and he'll, he'll, he'll continue to do that. He knows he's messing up and you've got to break that allergy by telling him what he's doing right. And I think I have okay. to head into a little bit of a Great. commercial here with Lori, but uh, yeah. I hope that was helpful. I hope that was hef- helpful, Edna. It was helpful. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Edna. Take care. Stay with us. We'll be back on Understand Each Other in just a moment. Nothing is missing but your smile. Love is the answer. Don't you ask me why. Hi there. It's Derek Hart. What's the one secret to a great romantic relationship? If you're in relationship and want so much more from it, or single and want your perfect partner, let's figure that out for you. No matter what the dilemma, I'll get you thinking about relationships in a new way. Are you too needy or is your partner too needy? That's not the problem. 
Do you have to love yourself first before you can love another? Nope, not it. So what's the secret? Listening. Hearing the needs of your partner without getting defensive and reactive. But you need the right training to really get how to do this. Life's too short to love the wrong people, and life's too short for bad relationship advice. Find me at understandeachother.com. That's understandeachother.com. Come, come now. And we are back on Understand Each Other with Derek Hart. And now, Derek, your your last caller it, it made me think that men are like puppies. They're like puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know. Gotta, I was in a like, co- yeah. Coddle, you got to coddle them, and 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 you know, maybe they don't always do things as fast as the other person does. Women, we tend to be fast and in a hurry, and men are kind of like more laid back. But they're like puppies. You got to pet them. Yeah. Now, we'll, we'll, for a moment, we'll call them puppies, but we're not going to call them uh, 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 sm- uh, small or simple or insignificant or childlike. Uh, uh, praising a man is, is a singular thing to do that makes him spring into action, and it makes him want to take care of a woman. It makes him come to life. It makes him want to do things and be more powerful. So it's very serious stuff when you begin criticizing a man and that takes hold in a relationship. Got it. Well, we have another yeah. caller on the line for you. Jen is with us. Okay. Uh, well, we were, yeah, we were talking about puppies and so we're going to wait. Uh, we had a caller, Jen. So when she's back on the line, we will, we will take her. Um, gotcha. but yeah, but you know, I'm not saying men are dogs. That's different. That's different language, <laughs> you know. But but I, I'm always thinking it's like you know they, they just operated. I think you guys operate at a slower speed when it comes to relationships. That's all. That's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. That, that we, we we might operate at a slower speed, but you know the, the word slow is actually a word I can uh, a word I continuously use with with my uh, work with couples. And going slow means let's read between the lines and slow down here. Uh, to recognize exactly what you're really feeling, and we, when we when we start arguing, we stop doing that. So, got it. Now, do we have Jen back with us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> A little tricky getting Jen on the line. What's happening, Jen? How are you? Hey, hey, I'm good, thank you, uh, Eric. I have um, okay. So I have a que- I have two questions, if possible. But the first one yeah. is, I'm super excited. I have two dates next week with two different guys, so that's nice. And Great. one of them is newly divorced, and he actually waited a while to call because he said he wasn't ready. And so now he's called and he's asked me out. And um, I just I let him know that I'm easygoing. He was taking a little bit to get back to me, and I could tell maybe he wasn't super confident about jumping back in. So um, I just let him know on a text, hey, I'm easygoing, and I'm sure whatever you come up with will be fun. And then I sent another one right away, and I just said, and no rush on the details, because it's not till next week. And I felt, I was, you know, I was fine with the first thing, but then the whole no rush on the details, I felt like, why did I say that? Like, I hate waiting around. And so my question is, like, where is the line between me being, like, a kind and considerate and communicative communicative person mm-hmm. and then giving too much and making it too easy and not letting him really go through being a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> telling, t- telling him, 
no rush, no problem. You don't have to get back to me. Or if you do, it's fine when you want to. And I'm easygoing and, you know, laissez-faire, it's all good. Is that what you're saying? You kind of gave him too much leeway? Exactly. I felt like the easygoing thing was fine, but the no rush on the details was not okay because that puts me in a really uncomfortable situation, and I know that from my past. And I also know I'm setting myself up to do the work for him, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know, even though you know your calendar is not entirely full, I, you know, instead of uh, you know being super proactive and making the date because you're 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 learning to let men do the work, I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with giving him a general picture of your schedule. So, you know, if you say, you know, I have a I little did, bit I mean, of a. I did that. Yeah. Okay. I think Maybe you're not, I'm like, maybe I'm not explaining my question, but like, we have a day, like Saturday is the day, but I just said no rush on like where and exactly what time, basically. So I said no rush on the details. Um, But I just like, my question is like, where is, is there a line and where is it if you can kind of get what I'm saying between, you know, being like, hey, I'm easy going and then, hey, no rush on the details. Like, where is me being nice and really that's who I am. And then me, you know, putting myself out by giving totally, too much. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, I want to tell you, you know, I want to tell you something about me. I love knowing ahead of time, uh, what my plans are going to be when we make them. That makes me so happy. So I can, you know, dress nice for the occasion. So I know, you know, what we're going to, you know, if we're going to have lunch or we're going to have dinner, that makes me really happy. Would would you be open to letting me know kind of what the plan is? Awesome. So my intuition says, and he told me, you know, today he said, hey, I'll get back to you after the end of the week and let you know, and I'll come up with something fun. So I feel comfortable with that. So when he does let me know, that's exactly what I'll say. I'll just say thank you. I, I love that you told me so soon. It makes me feel really comfortable and awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll notice I sneak praise in there for men, don't I? <laughs> yes. Positive reinforcement. <laughs> <Men are> positive <laughs> reinforcement. Men are dogs. So, <laughs> no, I did not say that. Yeah, I didn't know. I, right, know, I, have, I know. I know. I have one more question if you have time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm planning on when I choose the right guy and he chooses me, not having sex until it's a monogamous committed relationship because that just works best for me in my life from what I've seen. Um, And I'm wondering, though, when is it okay or the right time to talk about sex and like likes and dislikes and interests and not so jazzed up about that? and maybe boundaries and whatever, like, does that also have to wait until there's a community relationship, or is there a time to bring some of that stuff up beforehand? Well, like most things, I, you know, I want you to do it when it feels right in your gut to say it. But okay. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. When you go on a third date with somebody, and it's clearly you're not just having lunch with a new friend, but you're on a third date, uh, most people are thinking this is something that could lead to something. So I don't think there's a problem with talking about it. I, I wouldn't necessarily lead with uh, the word monogamous. That's a really big word. Yeah. But, you know, a, a little, let me give you a little milder version of the word monogamy. Saying, okay. it, a little, saying it a little bit like this, uh, you know, 
uh, we're liking each other, and I think that you know it's probably going to come up pretty quickly that I'm attracted to you, and you're I'm hoping attracted to me, and I want to let you know that sex is really really important to me. And if I go so far to have sex with somebody, I'd like it to just be happening between us two only. Do you, do you uh, have a like similar? That. Do you do you have a similar belief about when to have sex with a partner? How does that feel? Yeah, that feels good. And then I imagine if they say, "Yeah, that's what I would like too," then you can start talking about specifics. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, okay. What I can you know to tell you the truth? Well, yeah, you can do that. Everybody, to tell you the truth, at, at well, to, to tell you the truth after you do that, I'm not quite sure you want to continue talking about that. It's been put out there. Okay. Uh, I think, honestly, uh, this isn't a put down to anybody, but I think most men or most people would probably say, "Yeah, that sounds great," but then you have to do something on the fourth, fifth, and sixth date. You actually have to see if they meant truly, honestly, that that's great. That may or may not work for people, and you have to, once again, observe to see if they're okay with that. Yeah, but how do you know? Yeah. I mean, you're not with them 24-7. I mean, you just feel it. No, no. No, I'm not talking about catching them in the act. I'm talking about just finding out in your next interactions if they're really okay with that lifestyle, if they really want something leading to monogamy. You'll, you'll, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm saying be cautious with everybody's answer on that question on a third date. Just continue to observe and see if it's really true. I see. So, but how <laughs> do you know it's really true? Like, what are you looking for in those four <laughs> Well, you, you hear you hear their stories. You check in with what they talk to you about, and you know if you're the only one. It's a thing in your gut. And and you, okay. it's everything we talk about. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think Lori's pulling in for a commercial. Yeah, so. we're gonna go to commercial okay. break. I just want <laughs> I just want to make a quick comment before we go to commercial from listening from listening to her. I would want a background check, a resume, and a credit report on the person because I think a lot of people out there are crazy. So on that note, we're yeah. gonna cut to the commercial break, and we'll be back in just a sec. Hey, you walk with me and you talk to me. Guide me through the darkest night. Well, hello, it's Derek Hart. Have you noticed that most people give awful relationship advice? I mean, when was the last time you got advice that really helped? With online dating, who makes the first move? Do you wait for a guy to ask you out? What if you feel you had a great date and he responds eight days later for a last-minute dinner? What do you do? How long should you wait to ask somebody if they want a commitment? Do you have sex with somebody before any discussion about commitment? Should you really discuss your previous relationships with a new dating partner? What really happens when you do that? How do you tell somebody that you'd prefer an actual phone call instead of a hundred text messages? The answers to these questions and more can be found at understandeachother.com. Teach me what is wrong or right, oh yeah. You took me to a higher place. And we are back on Understand Each Other, Let's Talk Relationships with Derek Hart. And Derek, we have caller Edward for you. Hey, Edward, how you doing? Hey, Derek, how are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. What's going on for you tonight? Um, nothing. I've just been uh, uh, doing a little traveling while my wife Monique was in the Netherlands for a month. Great. And uh, she got back on... 
the 30th, and I picked her up, and we're now back home in Ashland. Great, great. And how are how are you guys doing? We did a little bit of work together in the past, and uh, how's how's it working for you? Have you have you had some healing in your connection with us? I think it's been remarkable the change since we've started working with you, uh, and it it seems to me to be all around uh, vulnerability and uh, communication. Great, it's great, great. Really great. up, and the more vulnerable, the better the communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so what do you mean by it? Because, you know, I'll tell you, there's a, a bazillion definitions of uh, vulnerability. Uh, w- when you talk about vulnerability, is there something lately you've experienced with her that uh, 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 could, could explain what vulnerability is? It's a very complicated term. What do you, what do you feel that it is? I can do better by telling you what it's not. And so oh, great. if I'm in any way defending my viewpoint or my sense of reality, that's not vulnerable. And I think what I've learned is that any act of defending is in a way invalidating my partner's emotional reality, which always leads to trouble. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Do do you know, does it take a long time if you start defending yourself uh, to recognize that she's uh, experiencing that, or does it happen pretty quickly? It's getting really fast now, I, and I recognize that I'm doing that thing. Yeah, um, yeah. How, how how can you tell from from her uh, uh, that you might start uh, def- uh, being defensive? Does, does she? Well, it's really easy to read because she gets pissed. She gets pissed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She does. She's not having it anymore. So it's quite. quite well, that's pretty simple. clear. Yeah. 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 Now, are you guys getting better at that? Uh, when she says she's pissed, do you? Uh, do, I say do you, I, I can, and I just do say okay, and I must be doing that thing I do, and st- and I attempt to stop <laughs> doing it if if that requires me to go in another room or just stop talking or whatever. It resolves really relatively quickly once I realize that it's me doing that thing that I do. Yeah. Now, now when I, you go in, when you go into another room. Uh, and you come back, does it really help the conflict, or do you do something further? God, that's a good question. I I think I must have to do something further. Um, I've seen in our sessions with you that something that was a long-held belief for me uh, has been kind of debunked, and that's that it takes time to change emotional states because my belief was that the, the the chemicals in our physiology that get released when we're triggered are so strong that they, they, they require a physical amount of time to leave our bloodstream. But I have seen that not be the case in sessions with you where the, uh, you know, we can go from triggered to vulnerable communication very, very quickly. Um, yeah. So as far as going in the other room, I know I must be doing something other than just being in the other room. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm gonna uh, go, can go I ask ahead, a question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask Edward, like when you learn this, when you learn what Derek is teaching you, um, and maybe it's something uncomfortable. How long does it take you to kind of put into practice what he's teaching to arrive at the point where you are now? Um, I, you know, from. For me, and I'd say us with my wife, we Derek was our fourth therapist, and my wife was at the point of 
you know, she just didn't want to see another therapist because it just wasn't working. That's her words. It's not working. And I was like, well, baby, maybe it's our definition of the word work here. You know, maybe it's actually working because, you know, and no, it's not working. And our first session with Derek, he said, the reason it's not working is because you're not getting the result you're looking for, which is to reconnect. And what you really want is the connection to be back. And that's absolutely the truth. When we are um, in conflict, the connection is, is lost, and, and that's painful. And so we both desperately want that back. So from the first session with Derek, he had me sit on the couch next to Monique, and we, I had him on my laptop in my lap, and he just has said, repeat after me. Look in Monique's eyes and repeat after me. And he modeled for me statements that created vulnerability. And, okay. and from that very first session, I had, it's more than an intellectual understanding. It's a, more of an emotional experience to have somebody model how to speak in a way that's open and vulnerable. And once I had had it modeled for me and I repeated it, it was like I had interiorized it very quickly so that I could feel when I was being that and I could definitely feel when I wasn't. And that was probably even more helpful. Yeah, and Derek, the fact that you kind of do that, you model it or maybe kind of give them the words or the script uh, about that because most people are the opposite way. They shut down, they close down, or they bully or they're defensive, and yet you've turned that whole thing around. Or I, yeah. I would say, I would for me, I would go to my most comfortable place, which is my intellect. And so I would explain and rationalize and be reasonable and logical. <laughs> and that does nothing to reestablishing an emotional connection, does it? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, vulnerability. If you if you look it up in the dictionary, uh, you know, I don't know what the exact definition is, but it actually probably says something about being in danger. So, you know, these couples come to me and they they're constantly in danger. It's it's I call it it's emotionally dangerous between them because they're constantly under attack. But I actually have them drop into this thing called vulnerability, and I show them how to do it. And all I'm asking them to do is to drop very deeply into this theoretically dangerous place. But just for a moment, just for 15 seconds, and then they see the other person joins them there, and then they're both in the same club. And that's how long vulnerability takes. It takes 15 seconds. Whereas it takes, you know, years uh, mm -hmm. to fight, it takes 15 seconds to be vulnerable. Once a couple does that in front of me 10, 12, 14 times, they got it. Right. And you tend to see, it seems to me you tend to get people to connect faster through the vulnerability as opposed to maybe, uh, you know, other people who, who do similar things as far as, you know, putting together um, dating situations or, or doctors, for example. They, they tend to keep people coming forever. And they never yeah. actually, because I know what I've gone, they, they don't really get to the point of the matter. They just want to have you come every week and pay a lot of money, and, and then really nothing ever seems to get accomplished. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, mostly what happens from what people tell me about uh, uh, other counselors is that the counselor just kind of winds up talking to them about their problems, and they all go round and round and round trying to solve problems. And what I have to teach a couple is how to solve problems. 
not how to solve one problem in particular, but how to solve problems together. And because every couple will have problems, they just don't know how to solve any problem. So that's the goal. Right. Well, Edward, thanks for joining us. We're going to go to a commercial break. And if you would like to reach Derek, you can go to his website at understandeachother.com. We will be right back. It's not what you take, but it's what you give. It's not what you think. Hi, it's Derek Hart. Now, have you enrolled yet in dating school? Well, I know. It doesn't exist. So how are you going to deal with dating in modern society? What do you do when you get a text from somebody that just says, hey, what's up? How do you protect yourself from people that just disappear? How do you not waste your time? Should a woman ask a man out on a date? Should a man pay for dinner? How long should you wait to have sex? How do you determine if you've met somebody who wants a real-life commitment? And how do you recognize within the first week how somebody's going to treat you two years later? This is what we learn in the Relationship Mastery course. Dating school enrollment is open. Come sign up at understandeachother.com. That's understandeachother.com. And we are back on Understand Each Other with relationship coach Derek Hart. And Derek, you've got caller Ben now. Welcome, Ben. Hi, Hi Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's happening? Uh, it's been um, a little bit of time since we've seen each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've been... Um, yeah, we've been trying to do our work. Things have been um, things have been moving forward. Uh, right. You know, there's bumps in the road. Um, yet, at the same token, I think there's been some tools that have been effective. Um, I think uh, I think the patterns show up. But uh, yeah, you know. It's it's good. Good. Is is there a, a, a specific thing that uh, you've seen happen that that has had a shift? I mean, I remember you had a bit of a stubborn uh, set of patterns, kind of blocking blocking you. Um, uh, blocking uh, for the me, is it? Yeah. For for me, um, um, I think my the thing that I need to focus more on and become after hearing the the caller before it became uh, it hit me in the face again in that um, I need to let myself uh, let myself be um, more vulnerable Uh, I get into the um, the headspace of logic. Yeah. Um, so, Derek, how do you teach? How do you teach vulnerability? It's the words. It's the actions. Yeah. You know. You know. If if you stop for a moment and think about the absolute scariest thing you can tell the other person about what they mean to you. Uh, the, the thing that would actually, you, you know, if, the thing that would actually 
give them the overall meaning of, of, of who they are in your life. You know, I mean, you, you know, so take it to kind of an extreme, you know, if, you know, if you died, I would be really upset. You mean a lot to me. You know, you take it as deeply as you can and then you say it. But there's also other components to it, like uh, uh, when you when you think about what's bothering you, you know, it's easy to point the finger at the other person mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. you're bothering me because when I walk in the house after work, you never come up and give me a kiss. You never give me a hug. You're not affectionate. But think about how different it is to say, you know, when I come home from work, you know, I, you know, I had this dream with you when we first started dating and it was going really well. You know, we used to hug and connect and I'd come home from work and there was a smile on your face and you were excited to see me. And I cannot tell you that I used to look forward to that and I would drive up to the driveway and I would know that was coming and it was the most exciting thing in the world for me. And I miss it so much. Is there a way we could do that again? Mm-hmm. Right. Because people tend to take each other for granted after a certain amount of time. Yeah. You, think, you know, taking awesome. each other for granted is a real thing. But, and, and, but what's underneath it needs a little bit of psychic surgery sometimes, right? What's underneath taking people for granted is the fact that we haven't connected in a long time. And that needs to be gotten to and understood to reconnect. And vulnerability is so amazing because it makes people connect right here and right now. So let me ask you and and ask Ben, is it harder from, I mean, women are taught to be nurturing and maybe a little more, I think, open with their words and emotional, whereas men usually, usually are not. So is it harder for men to, to go through this process? What do you think, Ben? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, well, I can only speak for myself. I'm not going to broadly speak for men in general, but um, I would say that that would be the case. Yeah, I think um, I think men are brought up in our society to be strong, stern, and collected, and um, uh, we aren't we aren't taught to, um, or I, I wasn't necessarily taught to. Um, immediately show my feelings uh, and there was uh, one of the things that came out with us Derek was that um, uh, how deep-seated my my um, feelings or uh, my hurt of being wrong um, and uh, and and that's still still with me so that's that that gets in my way um, yeah so yeah. the vulnerability of trying to get through that, I'm finding it can, it can be difficult, you know, yeah. um, you know because we, you know, I, I someone, think men in someone, general aren't, no, go ahead. I think Sorry, men in go, general go aren't, they don't have the tools a lot of yeah. times, so it's it's hard sometimes. Yeah. When, when a man is getting criticized, uh, and, and it literally happens for years on end, uh, you know, he... he he has no idea what to do. He becomes cornered and helpless. And then, you know, he comes with his wife into my office and I teach him to say something like, it it really hurts when I get criticized and it feels like criticism. And I appreciate that you don't feel that you're criticizing me, but 
I kind of think that uh, mostly how you see me is doing things wrong, doing things incorrectly. And I really want to find a new way to connect with you. And maybe once in a while, I would, I would like to hear if you tell me something that I do right. You know, we just mix up the words like that. And all of a sudden, you know, I see a wife telling her husband, you know, 15 things she loves about him. And he had no idea she still thought those things about him. So, isn't that amazing? It is. Yeah. It's, it's, when you get it's in, when you get into certain patterns, um, certainly I own the pattern. It's sometimes hard to even then hear those things. Yeah. To get through yeah. that, to get through that um, sense, you know. Yeah, it's dropping into vulnerability. It's dropping yeah. your gut right down into the thing that's scary to say. And when you say it in these different kinds of ways, you know, the other person often opens right up to you. You know, it's, it's, if you're being vulnerable, it's very hard for the other person to just keep attacking you because you are defenseless at that point. And, and, and that's, that's like a bubble that I take a couple and I place them in and I wrap them in that and show them how to stay there for a little while. And you do that six or eight times, and then they learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Make sense? Well, it does. Yeah. Thanks for well, thank, for letting us for know, Ben. Thanks for yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank now, you. now, Derek, you know he he brings up interesting points because I I just know it's always harder for men because nobody actually I know you teach it. But it almost seems like it should be a required course, maybe starting in high school or middle school nowadays, where where you could use what you're teaching for couples just to teach it to people because parents don't necessarily teach it. They're from an older generation, and then the men kind of get stuck in the, I'm afraid to be vulnerable, so I'd rather just run away. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really taught anywhere. And what's what's so interesting is, you know, couples rarely come to me because, you know, they want to make some improvements in their relationship and they think they could love each other a little better. That's not how it goes. The reality is they're in distress for a really long time. They have to usually get to the point where they're thinking of ending the relationship. And then when they're, when they're on their hands and knees, they say, okay, we'll call somebody for help. And so when they, when they show up, they are motivated. That's why I love working with them. They're motivated to take what I'm saying, which is to do kind of a scary thing. It's pretty mm-hmm. courageous to be vulnerable. And when they are asked to do that, and they have the pressure of the relationship possibly ending if they don't, then they're willing. Right. It's the kind of like a shocker. It's like wake up or, you know, everything's going to disappear at this point. So, you know, you had some great callers on tonight. So I'm just curious, have you had any what I would call seriously crazy stories of couples that came in that were just so bizarre, you, maybe you couldn't even help them? Uh, well, you know, I have from time to time had to make the suggestion that couples uh, uh, split up uh, uh, when we're dealing with things like affairs and things like, uh, you know, significant uh, drug addiction, uh, sometimes I have to say, you know, say to one partner, uh, you know, you know, your partner is trying to to not be on drugs, and your partner is going to, you know, AA or getting help. Uh, but do you 
uh, want to be in for this ride. And I don't say that individually to the partner. I say it to both of them at the same time. And uh, once in a while, the decision has to get made that this person's going to go on a whole path of healing and recovery, and they have uh, no interest in being vulnerable and working on the relationship because they have to go do their life for a couple of years. So that's um, that's a tough scenario, but uh, it's turned out really well, and I've stepped couples through ending their relationship uh, in, a, in a very loving way. So that's that's, that's a great thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, yeah. you you did it again tonight. Um, you know, if you would like to talk to Derek, go to his website, understandeachother.com, and you can, you know, you can book Derek. He's, he is amazing. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Let's talk relationships again next week. And, uh, you know, we'll have some more exciting topics. It'll, it'll be fun, and you'll be helping people. Oh, great. Great. Thanks for hosting with me, Lori. Appreciate it. Welcome, Derek. All right. See you next week. Shine the light on everyone so they may find their way. Hey, it's Derek Hart. Now, are you in a romantic relationship? How's it working for you? Couples come to me and tell me how complicated their problems are. But you want to know a secret? Couples only have one problem. Unfortunately, it's the problem that destroys trust. The problem? Not listening, not knowing how, or forgetting how. You're being too sensitive. You're overreacting. Ever heard that? What you must learn to rebuild a troubled relationship is listening. It's an art form. Work with me on your relationship and fall back in love with your partner. Your relationship will never be the same. And maybe that's a good thing. Send me a private confidential message through my website, understandeachother.com, and let's help you find the love of your life who's probably right in front of you. Understandeachother.com Nothing is missing but your smile Love is the answer Don't you ask me why Hello, Derek. This is Sarah. I just had to call you because what I have learned from you has helped me so much in my life where I really wanted to argue, but I decided to listen. Remember that that was his experience and his reality. I'm putting myself out there. If the guy follows through, then great. And if he doesn't, then I can just forget about it and move on. And that is like such a huge feeling of like excitement and relief, you know, because that guy is now not in my head anymore. I don't want to go back with you. Listen to that, please. I don't want to go backwards with you. I want all of you, just you with me and living the life that I have and that I want and that I'm creating or nothing at all. I want all or nothing. And when you're like going away, I don't know what's happening and you're not telling me a lot. Like, am I just making up this story like it has nothing to do with this relationship? And I don't want to ask for reassurance because you hate reassurance. I don't know what to do. Probably the biggest fear that lives in me right now. I know that everyone's going to die one day, but like, are you going to leave? Like, that's even scarier. This is new for me to be like totally open. I tend to be more careful. On this one, it would be best for me not to be quite so careful of being able to open up. We talk about money well spent. Yeah. I'm always, I'm all about money well spent. <laughs> yeah, you're a guy. Yeah. I'm in that club. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I think my money's very well spent. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Really, Derek, amazing work. Yeah, you're going to make a huge difference in the world.
You already are, one couple at a time.